was a nymph, one of Apollo's lovers. And in music, an aria is a self-contained piece for one voice. Hello, I am Serene B. Arias, and this is my voice. Each week on Arias, we explore a tiny slice of being human. I'm so glad you've decided to take this time with me. I don't know about you, but ever since I saw the Terminator movies as a kid, I, I've imagined the AI takeover of the world to be, I don't know, dramatic and violent and metallic. But if you've seen the really powerful documentary currently airing on Netflix called The Social Dilemma, you know that that might not be the case. The argument made in that movie by the founders of what's called the Center for Humane Technology is that the AI takeover of the world has already happened and it's arriving in the form of the algorithms that are controlling our social media platforms that actually, rather than a lot of shooting and taking over of central systems, that really we've done this to ourselves by holding these smartphones in our hands, themselves animated by miles and miles and miles long of supercomputers programmed by the most talented engineers in the world. And we're just giving our attention and therefore ourselves over to these AI algorithms that are then feeding us whatever is going to be the most sticky in a bid to keep and purchase more and more and more of our attention. So in this essay, I share a little bit of my own personal story with the social media app Medium. Now Medium is a pretty interesting place because on one hand, It is disrupting the publishing industry in some really exciting ways. I'm a big fan. On the other hand, Medium is a place for writers to make money. And what I argue in this essay is that any company that is responsible for the livelihood of people, those companies have a sacred responsibility. And as we're seeing in 2020, AI-driven companies Right now, in the absence of good regulation, they're choosing to shirk that sacred responsibility in favor of profit margins. And that is something we should all stop to think about as these are the richest and fastest growing companies in the world. So we'll get to that in a moment right after this quick message from our sponsors. This week's episode is called, My Boss is a Bot. You can read the written version at serene.medium.com. I drove myself crazy the other day, looking for the email to the HR department of the company that's been cutting my paychecks. You see, they changed the terms of my compensation and evaluation with absolutely no warning, and I wanted to express my grievances. 
But, to my chagrin, after demanding to speak to my supervisor's supervisor's supervisor, I was shocked to discover that sitting in the chair of the penthouse corner office was none other than a bot, an AI algorithm, who had been signing the checks. You see, I write for Medium, a tool that is a small piece of the 21st century artificial intelligence animated pie, but it's revolutionary in its own way. Unlike Netflix, which is projected to invest $17 billion in 2020 to hire content creators under traditional contracts, and unlike Uber, whose networking tools make it possible for independent contractors to connect directly with users. The compensation of we who earn our living at Medium is determined directly by an AI algorithm. The closest comparison to Medium in the monetized bot-driven landscape is YouTube, which similarly uses AI to identify the stickiest content serving it up in an attempt to capture more and more of a user's attention, making some creators rich thanks to advertising dollars. But there is one key difference. Okay, well, there's two, but right now we're not talking about the difference between advertising and subscription-based revenue models. Unlike YouTube, which relies 100% on algorithm-based distribution, Medium is actually a hybrid model, allowing slow humans to gum up the process at several key points. The result is a system that is imperfect, subjective, and shrouded in mystery. Oh no, there is no HR department in sight for the 30,000 writers who collectively earned more than $6 million on the platform in 2019. So how then does the medium algorithm determine my monthly income? I'll tell you. The blogging tool medium has been disrupting the publishing industry since 2012, offering unlimited free access to any writer with some words to share. The site's tools are user-friendly, optimized for SEO, and require no knowledge of coding. In his inaugural post on the platform, founder Ev Williams of Twitter fame explained, through a combination of algorithmic and editorial curation, posts on Medium get spread around based on interest and engagement. The company made things interesting in 2017 with the launch of their Medium Partner Program, which allows writers to earn income from their words based on distribution and popularity. In previous iterations, writers were compensated based on claps, just like likes on Facebook. But in 2019, the company shifted to a compensation model calculated according to the read time of paying members subscribers. Therefore, as a writer, if a medium subscriber spends time reading my words, I make money. If they don't, I don't.
that means that AI directly impacts how much money I make in a month on Medium in several ways. The most basic, like all algorithm-based social media, the Medium algorithm analyzes the stickiness of my work for my followers, and it only shares what the algorithm determines is optimized for their engagement. Second, Medium works on a system of curation. As I've explained, human readers reading the work of human writers and deciding if that writing has value. To have my work shared beyond my existing network, it must be selected for distribution by humans at Medium. However, these humans, in that they are human, have a limited capacity. As a result, curators review work in an order that must be ranked by AI. Now, I'm not an employee at Medium, so I don't know for sure. Writers proven to generate sticky content may have their work automatically curated by the bot or offered up to human curators quickly, while while the work of unknown writers might never be evaluated. In the hyperspeed information age, timely distribution can make the difference between a story earning pennies or earning thousands of dollars of income on the platform. Lastly, distribution. Once work is selected for distribution, the algorithm determines the frequency with which it is pushed out to the big wide world on the Medium homepage, app, and via email. In a certain sense, writers should be grateful, as algorithm-based distribution of written content on Medium is disrupting a market that has paid us pitifully since the days of Pulitzer and Hearst. But, as Tristan Harris, co-founder of the Center for Humane Technology, argues, if we want our marketplaces to remain hospitable to humans who must do things like eat, sleep, and pay for roofs over our heads, we have to proceed with caution each and every time an algorithm-based AI system co-ops terrain once managed by people. AI can never be human. We humans must see to that. Labor law and workers' rights. For most of human history, the very notion of workers' rights didn't exist. Rather, it's a product of successive modern revolutions. In the United States, the rapid growth of the Industrial Revolution left poor Americans working up to 100-hour work weeks in pitiful conditions. While Nazism was boiling over in Europe, in America in 1938 and 1939, tandem ideas emerged related to quality of life basic protection for workers, and the concept of the middle class. In 1938, Congress passed the Fair Labor Standards Act, establishing the minimum wage, a 40-hour work week along with overtime pay, and a prohibition of employing minors 
in what was called oppressive child labor. The very next year, New York was the host of the World's Fair. And there, there was a documentary featured on a family called the Middletons. It was the first public celebration of the very idea of the American middle class. Mr. Middleton, how are you? Full of that, Jim. You're certainly a sight for sore eyes. It's sure grand to see somebody from the old hometown. When'd you get in? Just last night. Your father and mother saw us off. They said if we didn't look you up the first thing, they'd never speak to us again. <laughs> Together, these two ideas, the concept of the American middle class and the conviction that all workers have basic rights. They would come to establish the core values that would guide the American economy and American labor law until the dawn of the information age. In 2020, we're seeing all of that be challenged like never before. In a less watched, equally important outcome of the recent 2020 elections, California voters passed Proposition 22 which exempts so-called gig economy companies from paying folks who perform tasks within the company's regular business, who themselves don't operate firms for the purpose of completing those tasks, which that happens to be the definition of what makes someone an independent contractor. So they're doing jobs that they don't run side companies to perform those jobs for businesses. Proposition 22 exempts the companies from paying those folks as employees, even when they work 30 or 40 or 50 hours a week for the company. The proposition was funded in partnership by Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash, and they collectively invested more than $200 million to ensure its passage. Their investment paid off, and as a result, voters gave these rich and growing companies a pass on hard-won 20th century workers' protections. Employment tax, social security tax, health care, and retirement investment on behalf and work of workers is terribly expensive. Naturally, companies would rather opt out. But what the notion of a middle class and workers' rights have in common is a value for human dignity. The idea here is that every person in the land of liberty should be able to arrive at the end of a workday, head to a decent home where they can feed their families and relax a bit. Without buy-in from the power brokers, governments in the form of protections, and corporations who are paying the paychecks, this crucial component of the American dream is not possible. Having the means to pay someone is a sacred responsibility. Amos To, Senior Artificial Intelligence and Human Rights Researcher at Human Rights Watch, puts it like this. He says, 
Proposition 22 threatens to create a permanent underclass of workers in California, forced to endure poverty wages and substandard working conditions with little recourse. The fight now is to stop this dangerous effort to normalize worker exploitation from spreading across the United States and around the world. While good for the bottom line, shrinking basic employee protections sets the information economy back a hundred years when it comes to basic human rights. The case powerfully presented in the Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma, is that we makers of the information economy must choose again and again to create the world according to our values for dignity and liberty. A complicated task when AI algorithms are directly responsible for the livelihoods of increasing numbers of people. It is time for US tech whose collective wealth to date exceeds $300 billion to choose to put quality of life before towering profit margins. What might that look like? Very simply, we humans, especially those of us who deploy AI algorithms to our benefit, must decide who's boss. We have to get crystal clear about our values. We have to make AI work for us. At every level, what motivates technological innovation is a drive to improve the quality of people's lives. In pursuit of such a lofty goal, we can't lose sight of our values and of the hard lessons we've learned in the course of history. Humans are greedy. Without protections in the form of labor law, the drive for profit will win out every time. And then... We have to do better than Proposition 22. We must recall the sacred responsibility of providing for a person's livelihood, investing in their long-term financial health in the form of employment and social security tax, healthcare, retirement funds, especially in America, where there is substantively no social safety net. Such corporate investment is essential. At medium, who actually can likely withstand the litmus test of exempt employment for the large majority of writers like me who earn money on the platform. The solution there begins with transparency. Turning a blind eye to the ways that changes in the algorithm might drastically impact earnings is wrong, as earnings means livelihood. Medium would be well served to take a page from Apple sharing the news of upcoming changes in advance so that writers can appropriately prepare and pivot. What's more, they can give human writers more access to human decision makers in the form of an active help desk and can invest in the personnel necessary to review the quantity of work being submitted to the platform daily. Human civilization has been clear for some time that a world run by AI is risky business for us. To keep the world humane, 
Companies have to recall the sacred responsibility that comes with providing a paycheck and champion the shared value for basic quality of life for those who depend on that paycheck for their livelihood. There's no doubt that we human beings are narrative creatures. We love our stories, weaving them, hearing them and telling them. But sometimes the deep truth of a thing is suspended between the words. Sometimes it's poetry that can say it best. So before we let you go today, here's a poem that's resonant with the themes of today's episode. We are past poetry on words and tears. Published by P.S. I Love You. I used to be a poet before things spun out before the hurricane lost its eye back when sense was made. Poetry now seems futile, to what end weaving woven words. Better now, tears and prayer, moans of pain or ecstasy. Such utterances deconstructed, honest and raw better truth than systems, than this way or that, better yearning, better begging, better hugs and love. That's it for today on Arias. You can read this episode in the form of an essay at serene.medium.com. If you enjoy listening, buy me a coffee at coffee.com slash serene. This has been my voice. I hope you'll share yours with me. Hop on over to anchor.fm slash serene to send me a voice message about something that this episode stirred in you. And I will see you next week on Darius. Thank mm-hmm. you.